What's up, everyone? You're not going to want to miss this next podcast. Uh, we got Rampage Jackson on when we started talking about the Pride Days. Uh, it was really interesting, so don't miss it, man. Check it out. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Yamato Damashi podcast. My name is James, and today it's MMA royalty, Mr. Rampage Jackson, Mr. Ensign Inoue, two longtime friends, but probably haven't spoken in a while, but today they certainly are. Rampage, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm good. Ents, how are you doing? Ensign, how are you doing, Ensign? Good, man. Long time. I think the last time we saw each other was, what, five years, six years ago, maybe? Yeah, it was a long time. I think I came to your gym, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. When I had, yeah, that was longer than that, Dan, because uh, I had that gym down yeah. in Orange County, and you came to my yeah, gym. Yeah, and you had something going too, with some kind of you had some sparring thing going, yeah. Oh yeah, I probably had, I probably did have some. I was trying to promote that damn gym, and um, you know, I didn't, I didn't have no idea how to run the damn gym. The gym got dumped on me, and I was trying to promote it. That gym was so stressful. I think, I think I closed it down shortly after, after you came. Man. Oh, really? That was a nice gym, though, man. Yeah, that, it was. The problem was it, the guy, who, you know, um, the guy who started me to fight. He, you know, he asked me, "Let's let's do a gym." I said, "I don't know nothing about gyms." He said, "Ah, oh, don't worry, I do everything." So I just put up the money, and this dumbass. This is the second gym he got. The dumbass got the gym in the middle, like in the back of uh, a furniture furniture row, a bunch of furniture stores, and you couldn't see the damn gym. So you know how you, you know how. Like, how you supposed to get a gym like with the um with a traffic driving by can see it so people can you know stop by <coughs> you couldn't see the damn gym you couldn't find it and so it was hard to promote it it cost a lot of marketing dollars to promote it so it didn't do well so i, I gave up and i just closed the motherfucker plus uh the ufc gym came right in the middle between me and another gym and they stole <laughs> my employee and then he stole like the client list and and sold all my damn members to the UFC gym, <coughs> and that's when I just gave up right then and there. I said, "All right, fuck this." Too much stress, huh? Yeah, it's a lot of stress. Don't, don't you have a gym out in Japan? Right yeah, but I, I pretty much, uh, it pretty much runs itself. I got my students running it. I, I can travel anywhere I want. I can, you know, I don't need to worry about it at all. So, See, that, if, if I had that, then I would have been set. I didn't have that. Yeah, if you had someone just to run it, and if it could had enough members to just pay itself, and you don't need to worry about it, you had, I have no financial burden on it at all. Wow, that's good. That's good. I'm so jealous of yeah. you because you live in Japan. I always wanted to live there. Were, weren't you living no there? Because you, no. you were in Japan, right? No, I know. I never lived there. I think the longest I I ever stayed was like two weeks. That's the longest I ever stayed. Oh, just for the fights like that. Just for the fights, and you know, sometimes I come back to visit because you know I, I had married a girl from Japan. Yeah, so, yeah. And then you know I would go back and visit. Sometimes they go for the summer, and sometimes I go and, and visit. And there's, you know, uh, she'll stay with her parents, and and I stay near Ropungi. <laughs> <laughs> good, good choice. <laughs> yeah, I love Ropungi. Ropungi, that's another story, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gonna get into it. 
Cool. So <coughs> the first thing I want to know, right, is Rampage, did you know Ensign before you met him? Like, had you heard of Ensign? Because obviously his career was a little bit before yours sort of really kicked into gear. Yeah, you know, the strange thing is before I started fighting, in this, I didn't know much about uh, MMA. And then when I um, when I got the call to fight in Pride, I started looking at it. And uh, I was always a fan of Ensign and his brother because of their fighting style. Mm-hmm. You know, those guys didn't even care. They fought guys twice their size and they didn't care. They fought to the death and they didn't care. And, and you know, all the... Uh, all the like um begin you know like the new fighters now they're fans of, of mma and they become fighters but all of us my generation we all look up to ensign and 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 his brother we all know we all know them because you know they had like true fighter spirit they were like summarized in there you know yeah and so when we kind of talked about it we you know one of the big things we say is that the prize like wasn't there like back in the day it was kind of here's a tournament these are the you know these, these this is the rule set it might change like and then it's just completely like different landscape back then so it's kind of cool yeah. that you you know you got you guys looking up to ensign as well right it was so. it was different fighting back then because um it wasn't a whole lot of money in it back in those days mm-hmm. you know so you you fought for different reasons and, and like the um mma fans now and then and the new mma fans and the new fighters they don't understand that mm-hmm. yeah we didn't have any uh we didn't have any of that flash of fame, money, TV, you know, you know, all that kind of stuff was, was, uh, you know, and, and now, now MMA is pretty, you know, it's pretty understood. Like there's so much rules to it. There's a weight classes. There's, it's pretty much a sport back in our day. It was so under, un, you know, people were calling when I fought in UFC 13, they were still saying that it was human cockfighting and it was banned in most states. We had to fight an um Atlanta, uh, Augusta, Georgia, because a lot of the states wouldn't allow it. So, mm-hmm. and and I think my the UFC 13 was the last one they allowed us to fight barefisted. It was a an option. Wow. So you know the, the all of us that were fighting, you know, even even the Pride days, man, the, all the people fighting then, it was still like a it was a spectacle, and people weren't fighting because it was a sport. We were fighting because it was somewhere that we could you know challenge ourselves in something that was was pretty scary you know i mean i enjoyed it but it, the rule set i mean you could you could soccer ball kick you could stomp i mean it's so much more exciting i mean you know like that that fight they have where uh sterling won the belt yeah you know, who who did he win from i mean it almost like doesn't look like fighting it's like that's it, you should if you're on your hands and knees you got to defend and you got to defend someone in your head Right. How can it be illegal? This is fighting. This isn't basketball, you know? Right, right. Yeah, so, you know, that, that's that's the thing, man. It's, it's, a, it's a whole different sport. And how do you feel about that, Rampia? Because I'm i I'm super stoked on how big MMA is because it kind of kind of big brings our game a little bigger. But it's kind of disappointing to see, you know, a lot of the shit that's going on, the way the way it is, though, the, the way fighting has become. It's more entertainment than actually martial arts. Yeah, it, it, it most definitely evolved on us pretty fast. Like I said before, I think a lot of the new fighters are, are fanboys that started training at the gym. Now, they're talented. They're great athletes, but they're, it's not the same fights like us. Like, they're game planning too much and, you know, just fighting just to win, you know, fight not to lose. They're not, they're not going out there fighting with their warrior spirit. And, 
I really don't watch it that much. The only time I, I would really watch it if, if it's a fight that I really want to see or one of my friends is fighting. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you know, I can care less. I, I don't really watch it. But if Pride ever came back and they had that same excitement like what Pride used to do, I, I will watch that. You know, I, I really miss the um, Pride days. You know, even though Pride left a bad taste in my mouth, I felt like they didn't treat me the way that I deserved to be treated. But, you know, that's, that's here. That's no here or there. It's just... You know, I, I really like the the energy over there in Japan. I love the Japanese fans. They understood, they understood the fight game so much. You remember back in the day when um, the American fans didn't know anything about jujitsu, and when the fight would go to the ground, they would start booing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Booing, yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and Pride, they never did that. They mm-hmm. Pride, the Japanese fans actually didn't start booing until the UFC got popular and started going over to Japan. And I, and I and I heard that the Japanese fans saw it born because they thought that what that's what they were supposed to do. <laughs> they, <laughs> they didn't know any better. That's good. So, do you guys remember yeah, when I mean, you first met? Like, like when we okay. first met? I don't remember. I don't remember because my memory is really bad. But um, I don't know. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can say the first time. I don't know if I can really say on the first time we. We really met and, and and really met like outside of fighting, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I should have actually, I should have texted you and just asked you if <laughs> something I could say because I, I, I don't know. You remember I was at this I'm meeting? thinking we, I think we met in Rapongi. I think it was Rapongi. I was, I was, I was out with some friends at a bar or something. And I bumped Yeah, I think, um, yeah. I think it was uh, we we of course we saw each other at the at the at the events and stuff, yeah. but when we personally met, I think it was in Rapungi. I sh- I I'm, I've been in Rapungi so much. I don't know who I was with, what girl I was with. I don't know what I was doing, yeah, but I know I remember. But you, I remember, <laughs> I remember at the end of the night though. I think you had your shirt off though. Yeah, <laughs> you know what. That is probably true. Hey, I used to do that all the time back when I was in shape, and I used to get drunk. I would take my shirt off until one day I saw this episode of American Dad. And, <laughs> you know the cartoon? It's like yeah. a cartoon for grownups. Yeah. This guy was drinking. He had his shirt off, and he was in the gay club. And, and he said, "That's what they do in gay clubs." I said, "What? I didn't know that." I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> So I just, I just, I just I don't don't do that anymore. <laughs> I never did that. Wow. I had that... no idea. I had no idea that was what went on inside gay clubs. I had no idea that was a thing. I just, I don't know. I just do. I've always been that way. I used to do it. <laughs> you know, I'm, hey, I'm ugly. And when I'm in shape, I, the girls, they see my body, they call me butterfat. <laughs> I was, I was sexy. And that's how I get the girls' attention. <laughs> <laughs> wow! It's like the party trick shirt that. comes up. That was the party. Remember trick. that one time when we were? They do it now. Shit! How long ago was that when we had New Year's together in the club? This man, damn, you, that talking, was... you talking over sixteen? You probably talking over sixteen years ago, brother. Yeah, it was a long time ago. It was James. It was funny because uh, I think that was right after you filmed Eighteen. Oh, oh, well, that's that was okay. Okay, if you talking about that, that's that was like 11, 12 years ago. Man. 
Yeah, and then uh, I remember uh, there was a club up on the second floor that we were like doing the security and running, and I was I went downstairs to a Seven <laughs> Eleven, and I saw Rampage in Seven Eleven, kind of looking a little lost. And I went, Rampage, what are you doing? He goes, Man, you you know, do you know a club that I can go party at? And I was like, Fuck, you're Rampage Jackson. You can probably get in any club. He goes, No, man, where are you where are you going? So we took him to our club. And we had we actually had New Year's together at the time. Oh right? wow, man! How come I can't remember this? It must have been a good then, New Year's. Oh, wait, okay. <laughs> let me let me spark your memory on that night. You came up to me in the middle of the night, uh-huh. and you told me that some dude was trying to pick a fight with you in Japan. Yeah, you don't remember that? Some never, it was some foreign dude. What, some what, foreign dude came up and you and then you told me this guy wants to make a fight with you or something and then was he Haku, you went Haku to Jane the VIP area and I we just kicked the guy out of the club. Was he Hakujin or Kokujin? Hakujin. Oh, of wow. course. Of course. Yeah. James Nihomo Say that again. I know a bit Japanese. Nasiru. Yeah. Okay. What that was it? Wakari Masa and Dashta. Oh. oh, your job is better than mine. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> I've been five times, but not okay. long enough. So, did yeah. you marry? Did you marry a Japanese girl too? No, my wife's Indian. So, oh damn, you went. Yeah. You went the whole other route. Yeah, I went a different country. <laughs> <laughs> nah, she's from here, but you know. But. Oh, really? yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. I, I had one of those out there in England once. Yeah, a blonde-haired Indian. She was hot. Okay. So, but she had fake yeah. boobs. She had, she had one of those. <laughs> she had fake boobs, and one of her one of her boobs was hard, and the other one was soft. Threw me. So that's, I just played with the soft one. That's not that typical of Indian culture. <laughs> I know. I know. She told. She yeah, told they leave that. that hard one alone, man. I left the hard one alone. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you fuck that hard one up. She she was she was beautiful. Had a nice body, nice ass, and one hard boob that I never played with. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's you know, awesome. you know, you know, James Rampage just talked about that he has a bad taste in his mouth about pride. I don't, I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about it, but I, I, I've heard that they've treated the foreigners not as well, but they treated they they treated me super good. They, they didn't play any fucking games with me. But I heard a rumor that you know, for your Sakuraba fight, you got called like. Like last minute, and it was like a yeah. last minute fight or something. Yeah, and you uh, weren't Sakuraba, even ready to fight. Yeah, the Sakuraba fight. I got I got called uh, like two weeks notice, and when I got to Japan, you know, I got arrested. Um, getting on the airplane, going to Japan. No, because uh, back back then I, I wasn't supposed to leave the country. I got in trouble in college. I wasn't supposed to leave the country, right? So I got bailed out. So I got to Japan a couple of days before the fight. And then, and, and then they told me that 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 night that night before the fight, they told me I had to lose thirty pounds. Whoa! Whoa. And this was this was back when Pride didn't have a weight class. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They never they never told me anything about weight or nothing until the night before. And so Whoa. yeah, that so I fought Sakuraba, jet lagged. Yeah, had to cut a cut a bunch of weight. Something's wrong with my stomach. It, it was it was so bad that you know I low key felt like I was poisoned. I'm not gonna mm. lie. I never felt my stomach never felt like that before, and it never felt like that since. 
during the fight. But I said, you know what? This is my time. I'm going to go and, and fight my ass off. And um, Yukini and Hideki, they never liked me. Saki son, he was always cool with me. But 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 he wouldn't override like Yukini, Yukini and Hideki, whatever her name is. They, he... He wouldn't override them, and they and they always they always fucked with me. Every chance they got, they was like super petty with the way they fucked with me. And wow, they, they never really promoted me the way I you know I thought that I should have been promoted because you know how I like to fight. I like to go and put on the show, mm -hmm. and I felt like if I was a promoter, I I would always protect fighters like that and promote them and and, and you know keep them happy. It always felt like you had quite a good showing them in Pride though, because like. Obviously, in that Sakuraba fight, it was super close. And I could see kind of where you're coming from with the same because around that time, I think Sakuraba had just lost to Vandalay, right? So they probably right. wanted him to like bounce back and, right. uh, you know, thought they give you like try and give like an opponent you could beat. But you were kicking his ass for like most of that fight until I think he caught you uh, with, I can't remember what submission it was. He but... caught me in a uh, real naked choke, right? As soon as I ran out of gas, because that was my first time fighting a 10 minute round. Yeah, you know, two weeks, two weeks knows for a fight. It's not enough time to prepare for a ten minute round, and to lose all that weight. I'm not making excuses. Like the guy, is, he was on top of his game. You know, he lost to Vanellay, but his, his submission game was, you know, really good. And I'm, I'm not that good at jujitsu. I'm being honest. But you know, Pride called me um, a lot of short notice fights. Some I won, some I didn't. Like um, when I fought um, Igor Volchanchin, that was a three weeks notice fight, and um, a couple other Japanese guys. One time they had me, they made me break my hand when I fought the, um, was it, what was his name? Was it Ishikawa? Is it Ishikawa? Ishikawa yeah, yeah. Ishikawa. yeah, yeah. They, they, they came in and while I was taping my hand and said, no, you, you can't use that much tape. They never cared about tape. I ain't gonna say his name, but I saw some fighters shooting uh, syringe inside their, their, their roles. I'm not gonna say his name, but he's a very popular pride fighter. And uh, I saw him sh shooting some syringe inside his, Raps and they didn't say nothing, but they talked about me, my tape. And the first punch I hit him in the forehead, <coughs> snapped my snap my wrist. I mean, snap my 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 bone in my hand. And uh, they just they just treated me like shit. And it was even worse when I fought a Japanese guy. You know, it, was, it is wow, what that's it is. Crazy, huh? Yeah, it is. It is what it is. But I just wish I would have been treated better. Like even mm -hmm. some fights, like uh, when I land at the airport, I had to take the. They were like my first time coming. Like, yeah, we're gonna have a limousine for you when you land in japan and then i get there their limousine is a damn bus it's called a limousine bus i was like what the fuck is this you gotta get a ticket <laughs> and get on a bus with everybody else and then i see heath heron get like a, a sprinter van type thing and he, you know they come picking him up in a sprinter van and then i then i get to the hotel hours later and i see him already going out to go get some heat <clears throat> i'm like man you know but you know and i and i fought there for years and still I thought at first I thought like oh, I'm, I'm the new guy here, so maybe you know I gotta you know build up and you know show my worth and everything. But they never picked me up from the airport. I always had to take the damn limousine bus. So wow, I after amazing. I always kind of wonder because after that Sakuraba fight, you went and fought Alexander Otsuka, but you fought him yeah. in like battle arts, which wasn't Pride. But then, right. but then suddenly three weeks straight after that fight, you were fighting. Uh, I think it's Ishikawa, right? No, no, no. Okay, I got, I got, I got my names wrong. Then um, Ishikawa. Um, Ishikawa is not the guy I broke my fist on. Then yeah, but Ishikawa, um, yeah, I fought him after uh, Alexander Osaka because uh, he the one who set that fight up between me and Alexander, and they were friends. And um, I beat the shit out of Alexander, and he told me that 
since he got his friend um, ass kicked, that he, now he had to fight me to save his honor or some bullshit. He said, right. So, so he was actually the first guy I knocked out ever in my professional career. That was the first knockout ever. But I can't, I can't remember the name of the, um, the guy that broke my fist. So he was a, a little Japanese guy that wore a little red spandex when he fought. Oh, wrestling. Minua. Minua, yeah, that's mm. his name. Yeah, that's yeah, Minua. Minua. from recently. <laughs> Ishikawa, Ishikawa, they didn't fuck with me at all with Ishikawa. They must didn't like that motherfucker. They didn't say shit. Right. But um, Boss Rudin trained Boss Rudin trained Ishikawa for that fight, and I didn't I didn't care, I didn't care. He said the guy needed all the help he can get. <laughs> that, you know you know what's you know what's real crazy about that is, um, they kissed my ass. Pride did, and if I if if Rampage if you knew me better and you came to talk to me, I could have probably straightened all that up. Fuck! I wish I would. I wish I would. I didn't know, but you Fuck. know, you you was a man. You was a man of pride. I was a young young blood coming in there. You know, what I'm saying I, I, back in those days, I, I didn't complain publicly. In those days, I didn't say nothing publicly. I just uh, complained to Yukino and Hideki, and like I had a lot of fights with them, and um, and them um, like treat me the way they treat me. You know, I had been fighting in Pride for years, right? For years, and UFC was gaining like. Uh, you know, Pride was bigger than UFC, and then UFC was gaining because they uh, they had the Ultimate Fighter, and I had just done like one of my first movies and stuff. And one of the guys that that write movies and do movies, he came to me and he asked me questions about Pride and stuff, and he wanted to do a movie about about Pride, like this organization in Japan. And, and boom, boom, boom. He he explained to me. I said, Well, I can set up a meeting with the people I know. I set up a meeting with Yukina, Yukini, Yukino, and Hideki, whatever. And, and with this with this big movie producer guy, right? And I'm in a meeting with them, and Yukino, in, in a meeting, said like, "Why why are you why are you bringing why are you heading this meeting? Why are you bringing this meeting to us? You are nobody." And I was like, "Wow," I said, "I said I said wow, I'm a nobody." I said, "Okay, okay, Yukino, I'm I'm gonna remember that next time you want me to fight, I'm a nobody." And and you know. She, you know that Yukino, you're talking about Yukino like that. I think I did, I did actually have problems with them because I actually she she spoke English, yeah. 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 Well, when when I before I fought Mark Kerr, I we me and me and my brother Egan had a game where he pretended like he was my manager. So I was calling all the shots, but he was playing that no, I think Ensign needs to get paid more and that kind of stuff. Right. And. When I fought Mark Kerr, when I got into Pride, I was getting paid 50 grand a fight. And for Mark Kerr, we were like, you know what? You, you got, I got to get paid more than that. So we started negotiating. And they actually sent, I think I still have all those emails too. She actually sent an email to us saying that, oh, Ensign's not worth that much and that kind of stuff. So it was crazy, man. I mean, they're yeah. like almost like degraded me to Egan. Egan, I mean, I don't, I don't know if they think they're stupid enough to think that Egan's not going to show me that email. Right. So when I saw that email, I got on the phone, called Saka Kibara right away and said, hey, fuck you, man. If that's what you think about me, fuck you. And you know what was weird? All that shit stopped. Yukino never contacted Egan again, and we contacted Saka Kibara direct. So the fact that 
Saka Kibaro is really nice to you. He knew what he knows what's going on. He knows yeah. everything that's going on behind those scenes. Yeah, he was and, the one. Uh, who, you know, he, yeah, he was the one who recruited me the first place. Yeah, uh, um, he came to the King of the Cage and he saw me fighting the King of the Cage, and he and he he liked me. Um, he was the one who told me to like keep wearing my camouflage pants out because um, that wasn't my original uh, get up. You know, I I didn't really have a get up, but one day. You know, I was rushing to a fight in King of the Cage and I forgot my, my shorts and stuff that I walk out in. I said, and I was wearing those Kevin Foss pants. I said, fuck it, I'm just gonna walk out in this shit. And that was the day that he was there. And the weird thing happened, the guy that I was supposed to fight, he backed out of the fight the last minute. So they pulled some big giant guy out of the crowd. And and I never forget, I beat the guy up, I picked him up, he's way bigger than me. And I picked him up and I slammed him. And he, he you know, and I fucked him up and, uh, you know, I howled, I did all the stuff, and, and, and Saki Barasan came <laughs> up to me. He gave me the car. He said, I, I love your image. Uh, I want you to come fight for me. And he said, wear, make sure you wear those pants and that chain and come to fight in Japan. I'm like, Japan? Okay, I'm there. <laughs> and, and I, and oh, I went. Oh, no. Yeah, so, but they paid me like shit, though. They paid me, mm -hmm. they paid me like shit. You, you got 50 grand. I wish they would have paid me 50 grand. So, oh, was that, wow. The, the Sakuraba fight, right? Was that the first time you ever went to Japan? That was my first time ever going to Japan. And uh, I kind of talked, we talked about this on uh, the podcast and some like your first impressions of when you first went to Japan. And like, I always think it's a bit of a, quite a big culture shock, right? So Rampage, what were some of your first impressions? Like, would you remember like getting off a plane? Like, what were you, what were you thinking? Man, I noticed everything, you know, I noticed the country even smelt different. <laughs> I, I love the energy there. It's super clean smelled really good and you know the people the people was uh very nice except for the ones that were kind of like shy and i noticed a lot of stuff even the homeless people there was different because um my first time seeing a, a homeless japanese person and they was on the street and stuff like that and, and they wasn't begging for money nothing but i gave them those the coins because i always hated all the change i hated the, i hated the coins whenever i go to england or Japan, I get all the coins, I try to get that shit away. Even though it equals up to a lot of money, I still want a fucking pocket full of coins. And I gave it I gave it to the homeless Japanese guy. This motherfucker threw that shit in my face and cussed me out in Japanese. Ooh. I was like, wow, I ain't never met no homeless person like this. <laughs> <laughs> like that but he did not want my help. That was my first time going to Japan. So Wow. I oh yeah, they kinda like that. Yeah, in a way they're kinda Pride, right? They have their, their, their pride and stuff, right? Because mm. he wasn't begging. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, I, and, and the women, oh my God, the women were so beautiful. Because I've always liked Asian women my whole life. My mom told me the first girl I ever kissed was Asian. And and when I went to Japan, <laughs> I'm surrounded by beautiful Asian women. I was like, what the fuck is this? Loved it. My first impression, loved it. <laughs> loved it. I didn't like the food though. I ain't gonna lie. Oh really? Oh fuck no! I couldn't get down with that shit. Oh, okay. What about now? Have you ad adapted? No, nah, no. Nah, I, I only eat certain things. I'm a picky eater though. Oh, okay. Eater. So I'm I'm real picky. But they they have, they do have some some good food. They have like really good pastas and and the Japanese yeah, yeah. steak. I can eat that every day. Yeah, yeah. They got cool little takes on Western food. I always find. So. Yeah. You don't eat you don't eat meat, Rampage. Meat, yeah, I eat meat. You don't like I, the beef I, there? No, cause I like my beef. I like my beef well done. 
Oh, you like it a little tougher than softer? Yeah, I, yeah, I like it. I like it a little tough. I don't like no pink in it. I only eat one thing pink. <laughs> oh, okay. You like them? Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's the I, I have a comment about that, but we'll save that for later. <laughs> <laughs> I know you eat pink ground pink. <laughs> Okay, uh, next question, James. All right, all right, all right. So, I focused a lot of like the questions and the topics around like Pride Days, right? Just because I figured you guys, you know, might have share some uh, similar colleagues. Um, but there's one and one similar colleague, right? Was Igor, Igor Voltanshin. You guys both for Igor. Uh, but the one thing I really want to know, Rampage, is what did the note say? You gave him a note. What the fuck did the note say? First of all, I gave him the note. Cause I was nervous as hell. I'm not gonna lie. That was okay. at that time. That was like my most nerve wracking fight. Cause I took the fight on damn three weeks notice, and my coach was on vacation. He was in Hawaii. Cause my coach at the time, Colin Oyama, he's from Hawaii. Mm, he's, Colin. Yeah, he he was in Hawaii on vacation, visiting his family, and uh, so I had um, Rico Rodriguez uh, coach train me, and it was it was just like a last minute camp, and I just said like. Man, I'm gonna get knocked the fuck out. So I, I wrote him a note and said, uh, "My mama said, don't knock me out because you know that's how <laughs> mama said knock." Me, knock yeah, me yeah, out. yeah. <laughs> so I said, "My mama said, don't knock me out." And this motherfucker read that note upside down. I was like, "I'm gonna get knocked out." He came <laughs> <me>. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'm like, he's not, he's not. I'm like, he's not gonna understand that he's not supposed to knock me out. He's gonna, he's. he's gonna, that's so good. That's cool oh, to like. I didn't even know you gave him a note. How'd, how'd you know he gave him a note? I didn't even know that. You can see it on the fight, right? Yeah. Literally, as the bell, as the when they're doing the stare, the stare down. <laughs> Rampage hands him a note. Holy <laughs> shit! I didn't see that. <laughs> hey, you know, hey, you know, I'm a different breed. I do, I do shit different. I like, yeah, you know, yeah. I like to, yeah, I like, yeah, yeah. I like, the, I like the shock. I like the shock factor. I know nobody mm -hmm. ever gave him a note right before the fight. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that would throw him. He'd be like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, I think that fuck up. His ass really tried to read the note, but he had it upside down. He was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I, I but it looked. That, like, I think they threw him off." Yeah, it looked like someone was in Japanese. Someone was in English. like you nah, went multilingual nah. with that. Fuck you, James. My handwriting is just that bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm gonna add some screenshots and I'm gonna put it like in this video, right? So. <laughs> Damn. You can, you can Holy you can shit, that's too funny. <laughs> oh, man. I forgot, I forgot all about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's another one, right? So it's funny, actually, because you put this on your Instagram the other day, right, about the yellow cards, which yeah. uh, and I remember, which was really harsh, right? Because, Ensign, you would have benefited from the yellow cards because some of the fighters that fought you in Pride, you know, did a proper bit of a lay and pray job. Sorry, Mark. Uh, but... Uh, you know, for you, Rampage, that the fight with Randleman, right? That was that was harsh with the yellow card. But what I really wanted to know was uh, the fight you fought uh, the Russian guy, uh, Mikhail, I think his name was. Yeah. You gave the referee a yellow card. And I always wanted to, like, right before the fight, right? And I always wanted to know, like, did you get, like, any heat backstage? Like, that probably didn't help your relations, right, with Pride? No, no at this at this time, I was like, fuck Pride, because the way they way they treated me and they didn't promote me i said i'm gonna stand out i'm gonna promote myself the only thing that came from that is that they made my first toy with the fucking yellow card <laughs> you know you know um 
I was a I was probably like the most yellow carded fighter in Pride, and I always I always pushed the action. They just they yeah. just wanted to take ten percent of my fucking money. Wait, yeah, wait, really. did they, did they yeah. actually take ten? Did they actually yeah. take ten percent from you? They did. Yeah, they took ten percent of my fucking money every time, except for except well, for I, that random man. Except for that. Wow, random I got. Too. Huh? I think I got two yellow cards, but they never touched my fight money. Damn. I thought it was just a. I thought it was just something they showed and bullshitted. <laughs> Whoa! They, they actually cut your pay, bro. They cut. They cut my fucking pay. They took ten percent of my fucking money every time. The only time they didn't take ten percent of my money is uh, that one they gave with Randomman because I was like, I'm not the one starting. I'm the one pressing the fight. Mm-hmm. And then I, I knocked them out right after wow. they gave me the yellow card. And it's like Kabara was like, yeah, we're not going to take 10% of your money this time. Wow. <laughs> so it was a scam. It was a scam the whole time. Yeah, because yeah. I never, they never took 10% from my fight. Not at all. I'm, they I'm didn't touch my money. I'm you think something like. He, he, owed me, he owed me like 100 grand. Whoa. Wow. You didn't take any anything from me, man. They're they're taking it now though. They're taking it now and rising. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Because though the fight that he didn't stop punching the other fighter, he got he got docked payment. Well well, you should get you should get docked payment for stuff like that. But for like um the yellow card, it should just be a it should be like a point or something. It shouldn't be money and yeah. it was point it was points and money in pride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they had it in the contract was ten percent of the fight money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if I was to ask you guys way back in the day, like say like 2002, 2003, if I said to you guys back then, where do you think Pride will be in 10 years? What do you guys think? How do you guys think you would have answered that? I thought it was, I thought it would have been as big as the UFC is now. I had no idea that Pride was going to fall like that. And so what about you? I would have thought Pride was going to be the biggest thing around. Yeah, it because it felt like such a fall from grace, right? It was just, it seemed so sudden the way it sort of spiraled out. I got a question. I got a question. How come Ryzen is not as big as Pride it was? It's getting now. there. Is it? I think so. It feels like it. Well, it's because they don't have, uh, one, they don't have the big foreign uh, fighters like you guys anymore. And they don't have any Japanese person that can actually, you know, become a like a big hero that can defeat these guys you know i mean I, I i didn't win many fights but i was someone that could actually fight with anybody and sakuraba you know of course sakuraba was someone you know they had shoji that was willing to throw down with anybody they had matsui you know so they had a lot of uh more quote-unquote you know japanese so-called warriors they have but now now it's just it's just so sporty now it's they don't have any big star. The biggest star they have is Horiguchi right now. Is that the guy that fought Mayweather? No, that's Tension. No, Tension, mm. Tension. He's they, that they guy's that big fight. Yeah, but see, see, Tension is a is a freaking good fighter. He's a big star in Japan, but he he can't get any bigger because he can't. You know, there's no big Japan um, American fighters that can come over that he can beat. Mm-hmm. You know they 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 bring and make them fight Mayweather is like in a boxing match. I mean, mm-hmm. that wasn't very smart, you know, no. to, uh, does, to for his startup. Ryzen does feel like it's uh, in, in one of its healthier places, right, than it was before, though, because they kind of focused a lot more on 
with the pandemic, they've got a lot more Japanese talent, right? So they're kind of building up the stars. You've got the Asakura brothers who kind of got big YouTube following. So it feels like, you know, it, it could, it could. The, it's, only, it's the only problem with Rising that you compare it to Pride, that it's not as big. The, the Rampage, the production is exactly the same. The way they have the ring entrances, the, the way they, you know, the setup and everything is exactly the same. But they don't have the fighters. They don't have the, you know, they, didn't, they, they don't have the Rampage Jacksons. They don't have the Kevin Randleman's. They don't have Igor Vovachanchins. They, they don't have these guys now. And the, it's as you notice, it's all like the, the lower weight class. That's why the, the guy I'm training now, the, the sumo guy, they have big hopes for him. But, you know, he, you know, the, he, he doesn't fight, you know, he won't fight like us, you know, he won't fight like fight to the death kind of thing. So, you know, I think that's a big thing too. You know, pride, pride was, uh, took a lot of pride in, uh, having those, you know, soccer ball kicks, foot face stomps, 10 minute rounds. And I mean, stuff, no weight classes, having me know fight, you know, huge guys, you know? So it's, it's like, if that was their big thing, man. And right now it's, it's moved more towards the uh, UFC's type. There's a little bit, more rules there's weight classes you know so the production it's unfortunate because the production's the same man it's it's incredible the production is it is it on uh fuji tv they still got the fuji tv contract it just got on fuji tv two years ago so it's it's mm. in japan it's picking up a lot of momentum it's getting really big in japan now talk talk to Saki, talk to Saki about my son fighting over there then because i would just real one of my questions <laughs> it will probably love to <laughs> with him yeah, uh, I can, I can talk that. to him. Yeah, because uh, I was <clears throat> my son. My son, he will fight at like, he will fight at one seventy. So I want him to get, I want oh, him to shit. get like, I want him to get like nine more amateur fights, and then, then, then he want to, then he wants to go pro, and I would love to oh, come over there and corner him and and go to Japan, and have him fight. I would like, love him to get a start in Japan like I did. Oh shit! I, I could, you know what? Rampage, I, I'm hundred percent sure they would want your son. Yeah, yeah. They love doing those family stories. Yeah. Oh, so, I mean, no. You, you're a huge name in Japan. Shit, you, you're super huge. That's what she you, said. They're your, your. So, so I'm sure. Um, I'm sure he eat pink, and I'm sure they'd want your son. Yeah, uh, let, let me know what he say, and I'll tell him my son got nine more amateur fights, and okay. um, he'd be ready to go. Like, one of my friends over there, Taka, he's um, working with um, Pancrase. I think they have some um, amateur fights. I would love for him to go over there and do some amateur fights. I don't know if Pancrase is still going on. Yeah, Pancrase is. Yeah, Pancrase is huge with the amateur fights. Yeah, I, I would like them get some amateur fights over there, Pancrase as well. Ooh, that would be good. Yeah. yeah. Does uh, do, does does uh, know how to get in touch with you? No, Are you, you still in touch me, with them? No, you can give him my phone number. Or your email, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, give him my email. His, okay. He speaks English now, right? I don't know. Probably does. I mean, he go he travels to the states a lot, but he speaks Japanese to me, so I don't know. But I'm pretty sure he does. Yeah. Okay, you, I'll do that for know, sure. Did you already speak Japanese before you uh, moved to Japan? No, I had to learn when I was in Japan. Wow. 
But I, I, you know, the thing is, I lived there, and when I when I first came to Japan, I wasn't fighting; I was playing racquetball. So I lived, I lived in the country teaching English. So when I live, when you live in the country, there's no one that speaks English. So I had to learn Japanese to survive. So it's a it's a real different incentive when you're living just to learn to pick up chicks, or you you you're learning to survive. It's a whole different thing, man. It's a whole different incentive. Yeah, I, I would have loved to live there. What? You know what? What make what made you want to move to Japan? What what made what, you know? Um. Well, for me, when I first got there, I didn't like it because uh, it was hard with the language. I had no friends, no money, and the reason why I love it now is because uh, it's uh, the the country is there. There's so much manners. There's so they're mannerly, they're polite, and the uh, except the homeless guy you approach, but. Other than that, they're they're all mannerly, they're polite, and it's a safe country. You know, it Rampage, they're, they're, they're still, I just went to 7-Eleven with my wife, and we, we left my car running because it was too cold, so we left the heater on. Went to 7-Eleven, shopped, and came out. I haven't locked my door in like 20 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's safe as hell here. You lose your wallet 99.9% .9 of the time. You're getting your wallet back with all the money in it. Yeah. yeah, someone I did know. that to me once. I left my wallet somewhere, yeah. and someone oh, came yeah. chasing yeah. down the road yeah. and gave it to me. Yeah, I've done yeah. it. I've done it a couple times. I lost my passport and my wallet, and I had friends lose their purse, their phones, cameras. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I mean, especially the way the world is going now. You know how how dangerous and how crazy it's getting, and the politics. The Democrats are trying to kill the Republicans. You know, civil yeah. war is on the on the edge. Could it happen soon? You know, Japan. I mean. Why wouldn't you want to be in Japan right now? I know what. Hey, what about how they about COVID? Are they are they pushing the vaccine over there? Yes, I think uh, right now it's almost seventy percent now. See, that's why see, that's why I don't like that. You know, everybody pushing the vaccine and it don't work. But you don't have to take it. Are they? It's not mandatory. No, no, you don't. You don't. You don't need to have a vaccine to get in a restaurant. There's nothing at all like that. It's all. It's all voluntary. Oh, see that's see that's why I don't mind. If you want to take it, take it. But mm. I don't think I don't think uh, the government should be forcing people to take anything because some people are, are really allergic to it. Because everybody, yeah, yeah. is different. Yeah, I well, know what you, you mean. Know the, well, you know that. Uh, you know, you know the Joe Joe Rogan talk ivermectin when he got sick and he got cured in like five days, yeah, or three days yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. In Japan, they they use ivermectin. Yeah. The United States won't 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 okay ivermectin, but in Japan it's it's actually the drug they give you if you come in with COVID. Right, because it because it works. Because um, I got it from Mexico, and a couple of my um friends and family members got sick, and I and I, I I've given it to them. They healed them up in two or three days. My my son actually caught COVID twice. Shit. And the second the second time the second time he got it. Uh, I feel like he got it from my two younger kids because they got they got the vaccine, and when you get the vaccine, you you're contagious, right? So he was he was hanging out with them and uh, doing Thanksgiving and stuff, and um, and he caught it. Luckily, I haven't I haven't caught COVID yet, you know, and, um, and I was hanging out with my kids too. But my son got sick; he got COVID for the second time. Uh, oh wow! Second time, he, but he, I've been making him right up. Yeah.
Gotta dodge that shit. In the UK, we were like riddled with it, right? There's like yesterday they announced like 120,000 new cases. You That's think how small the UK you is? Know, right? <laughs> you know how much they had in Japan yesterday? How much? You're talking the whole Japan, the, um, the millions of people in Japan, 225 new cases. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> that's, that's good. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Even some of these people, they, they always wear masks. They've been wearing masks mm. for years. They always wear the mask. And they, I don't know how well the mask works, <clears> but the Japanese people, they swear by it. They wear masks all the time, you know? Yeah. I, what did you think the first time you saw Japanese people wearing masks? Because that was a big shock for me. So I'm curious what you thought. I thought yeah. it was stupid. Yeah, I th- yeah. Honestly, I did. I, honestly, I did. I thought it was stupid. It was years ago. I was like, I was like, why? Why these people got got masks on? And um, you know, my ex wife was telling me like, oh, maybe they have a cold and they don't want to get anybody. Yep, else exactly. Yeah. And and I was like, I was like, oh, well, that's nice of them. And then I was, yeah. you know, I was cool with it. But what I don't understand is when people be by themselves in a car. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's fucking stupid. Yeah, I don't understand that. Yeah, you that you see like that all the time, right? Yeah, you can't breathe with that shit on. I know. Some I've actually did that a couple of times. I've actually no did that a couple of times. And like, I forgot to take it off, and I'm driving. And I'm like, oh fuck! Why do I have this shit on? Yeah, yeah. I figured, I figured that's what it was. I figured they wear it so much they forget they fucking. Yeah, I think that's probably. That's probably yeah. what it is. That's probably what it is. Oh, that's what I shit. I said, yeah, that's probably what it is. So, when we're going back to Pride quickly, one of the things that I think was w- always what kind of set the Pride American broadcast right away from like UFC because MMA is such a serious sport. But I used to love the little like pre-fight interviews you and Baz Rutan used to do. Right, there was so much little comedy sketches, and I was curious: did you guys like plan them before, or was it just like on the fly sort of thing? It was. It was uh, mostly on the fly, and. Um... I remember the the one time they had me uh, at the shop, you know, at the store. That was basically like my first taste of acting, and I was a terrible actor. But um, that that was the only one that was playing. They said, "Hey, we're gonna take you to this shop, and you're just gonna act like you the you the you the clerk." I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> I right, do it." It was fun, you know. I I love Boss Rudin to death. Him and Steven Quadros. Yeah, like, we still have like great relationships today. You know, I don't talk to him all the time and see him all the time, but. You know, I, I I look up to those guys so much, and we had so much fun uh, back in those days. But Pride, they 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 did everything right. You know, they did. Everything. Mm-hmm. I loved the I loved the way they they did. I'm gonna tell you something. I said, I'm gonna tell you the best thing that I used to like about Pride is you remember after the fight, as soon as your fight was done, you go backstage and be like a little after party going on. Yeah, wow. yeah. No one, yeah. no one else ever done. No one else ever did that. UFC, no one did that. You go back. As soon as you get done fighting, you can go to your you can go to your locker room, take a shower, and but you want to hurry up. You wanted to hurry up and get backstage because they had food and beer. That's why I like Kieran Ichiban. That's my favorite beer because that's what Pride used to have back there, and they used to have like the big like forty ounces. I used to walk around forty ounces <laughs> before. If I wasn't the main event, I'd be drunk by the time the main event came around. I'd be back backstage. You know, me and Gary Goodrich be back there like jumping around and talking and stuff and. And it was it was the it was the best, you know. You get to socialize with the other fighters and stuff. It it was the best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, they actually, I think they had actually a lot of big sponsors and fans in there too at those times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had shitload of food, man. It was like a, a like frick a whole table full of food, man. Yeah, 
Yeah, and, and you remember? You remember after you win, they gave you the big fucking fake check and they gave you money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give you like a little little money at the end. I used to love that because that's why I used to go spending repugnant late on that night. I used to love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You bring the big check with you, like. <laughs> I know. Instant. I yeah, you know. Yeah. I so, tell you what, man. We we need to we need to get we need to get somebody. Some one of your rich friends to have us bring bring that type of stuff back, man. We can have we can have our own little show in Japan and stuff, man. That be bring back the magic of pride. Yeah, yeah. no shit. Yeah, man, pride, man. Though, we need man. to bring that back, man. They need to bring you know what? Back. You you just said something about you couldn't act. I thought you were super good on a team. How? What, you're not gonna? You didn't look into acting more? No, no. Um, you know, I, I wasn't good back when I was doing stuff in Japan, but then I, I studied for, for 18. And I, then oh, I, so you, I, you went to acting classes and stuff? Yeah, I had I had an acting coach. Oh. So, so I, yeah, so I started I started, I started started studying for acting because I did a couple of movies. I think I got beat by, um, who, who beat me? Shogun. I think I got beat by Shogun. He, he injured my rib, and so I took a little time off from, from uh, fighting. And I got thrown into some movies, and then, um, and then uh, I said, you know what, this acting shit fun and don't hurt. So I, I started, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I started taking some, you know, some lessons, and I learned, and I learned how to act. How come you didn't? How come you're not doing more acting? Because I thought, I thought after seeing Team, you were gonna get flooded with jobs. Man, this is this is what happened. I, I was under contract with the UFC and I was supposed to fight Rashad Evans. So I took the move instead of the fight with Rashad Evans and, and my dumbass manager at the time signed with William Morrison Endeavor. Those are the same people that bought the UFC. They represent the UFC. So uh, allegedly, I got caught blocked from doing movies after I, I signed with William Morrison Endeavor. So, okay, cool. so I, signed, I signed with <laughs> William Morrison and Endeavor. Not and wow. I knew it was a bad idea. I had a meeting with uh, CAA that day, and I wanted to sign with CAA, but my fight manager was a fucking idiot. He thought that it would be a good idea to sign with the same um, 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 management that uh, represented UFC. And I, t and I told him, you know, I said, "Listen, man, I'm not the most educated person on this fucking planet, but I don't think that's a good idea because UFC fucking mad at me for doing this movie." And um, they ain't gonna want me doing them. They ain't gonna want me doing no more movies. So allegedly, any movies that got offered to me and stuff like that was was shot down. Man. Shut down. And I didn't do any more movies. So I so I've been doing movies there since then, but it's been like um, been like a low budget movies and stuff you 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 probably never you probably never watch. Some of the stuff been good. Some of the stuff went straight to like Netflix DVD and stuff. But I was in. I had like small parts here and there, but you know I've turned down some stuff as well, but. Uh, you know, I never, I haven't done anything uh, big. I just did a movie with uh, Cowboy Cerrone and Chell Sonnen and uh, Wes Cage, Nicholas Cage's son. I just did that. Wow. Place. And 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 a week before that, I did I did a, a movie with Anderson Silva. That's cool. Uh, you know, and, uh, so those. Oh good. Are, those oh good. So you're still kind of into that. Oh good. Yeah, yeah. I still act, but it's like low budget. I haven't. Eighteen was the biggest movie I ever. I ever did. I don't know if I ever make it back up to that, to that level, but my, I can't. I, I can't even imagine. Level. I can't imagine the fucking residuals for the A team. Oh my god! It's nice because I, I, 
I did some little, like little shows on Hawaii Five O in Hawaii. I know. Yeah. I saw you. I saw you. But I mean, I get. I mean, I'm still super happy with the residuals I continually get. Of course, there's some twenty three cents checks that, like, yeah. I had like a three cent check, but yeah. there's like forty five dollar checks, and every time I go home, I have a bunch of checks to cash, and it's like, it's actually really nice to have that. I'm thinking my part was literally like 30, 20 seconds, maybe. And I'm thinking, oh, guys, like fucking rampages, eighty must be nuts. No, you 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 was in you was in a couple episodes though. When yeah, I know I said you in there more. Yeah, I was like in three or four episodes. Yeah, yeah, I watched that. I watched that. I watched that whole show. It was a really good show. I really liked that show. I saw yeah. you on that. Oh, cool. <laughs> I always get I always get called for the like the yakuza parts or the gangster parts. Never <laughs> anything serious. Yeah. Yeah. You type, you type cast, brother. Yeah, I got killed. I got killed in my last one too, so I don't know if I'll ever be back there again. <laughs> why you gonna, why you the whole thing closed down, down though. It closed down. Yeah. Why, why you don't go for movies in Japan? I would love to do movies in Japan. <clears throat> no, I'm in Japan. I'm watchable because of my relationship with the yakuza and everything. Nobody wants to. Uh, nobody wants to touch me. Oh, uh, that's really serious over there, huh? Well, I, I have, I'm, you know, there's, there's even rumor that people think that I am yakuza. I'm not yakuza. I have a lot of friends in high places and in, in, in that world. I have a lot of respect from those people, and a lot of the production agencies, uh, they don't want to take a chance on you know hiring me and having some place, some yakuza group kind of collect for them. Or having problems with me and then having a problem with the underworld, you know, it's not like that. But I guess they're just they just don't wanna they don't wanna touch and take any chances. So that's probably why I don't get any TV roles or anything. I'm not yeah, a good I'm actor anyway. So. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you never know till you do it. What what I learned about Japanese people from marrying one, like a lot of times, they they play by the rules unless they get mad at you. Oh yeah. <laughs> my my ex-wife hates my guts. And, and the stuff she's doing, I'm like, I like, man, I might as well have married a black girl. Oh my God. What the heck? <laughs> I went all the way to Japan. Oh, wow. so, oh so that, that breakup didn't go good, huh? No, it, it it went it it was crazy. We broke up in two thousand seven. Right before I fought Chuck, right, but then, but then, um, we we instead of going through the divorce, she she wanted to call it off, and I'm like, no, nah, you know I'm gonna make a lot of money with this Chuck fight, and you trying to hurt me for my money. She said, no, I just signed some paperwork and say that I don't want your money. So we did like a post nuptial, so we called off the 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 divorce, so we got legally separated, and and so we and then over the years we became friends. Came really good friends. COVID happened. I bought a house and we all lived in the same house because I didn't know what was going to go on, what was going to happen and stuff. And then some stuff, some stuff, some, you know, a bunch of stuff started happening. And I was like, and I know I'm finna, I got some bills coming and I know I'm going to come into a lot of money and stuff. And I was like, you know, um, you know, we're not getting back together. Let's just go ahead and finish the divorce, but do it cool. Like you already signed the the post nuptial years ago, we don't need to 
go to court or nothing. Let's just sign the divorce and get it over with because, you know, I just want to, you know, close this out. We're we good friends and stuff now. We get along great. We just had no problem. As soon as I filed for a divorce, she became my worst enemy. Now, I didn't understand that. Whoa. Wow. We was good friends. We was good friends for years. Co-parented very well, very good. And and now, like, she's, like, um, lying in court. <coughs> we going to court and lying. I'm like, wow. I, did, I had no idea that, you know, you know, you you be this way. I had no no I, I had no idea. She showed me a different side of her. I don't even know. This wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I went, crazy. I went. I went all the way to another country to find me a, the per. She was a per. She was a perfect wife at first. She was a perfect girl. We never fought. Never had problems. My mom and my sister came over and got in her ear like that whole thing with Eddie Murphy was talking about in the stand up. That shit is true. That <laughs> that shit is true. The black girls wow. got in her ear, and then she started talking like a black girl doing this, doing the black girl hands, and doing <laughs> waving her head like that. I was like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Holy shit. Uh, Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Whoa. That's crazy, man. Crazy, huh? So I was like, I, I don't know, but, you know, I don't like American women that much. I felt like Japanese women have, like, better um culture and know how to treat a man like she i married her because you know i was a single i was a single parent fighting over in japan and stuff and she came to visit me she helped me take care of my son and do everything and when i lost the ventilate the first time you know i was fighting for the belt i could have been the youngest champion in mma if i would have beat him and she was like if you wasn't a single single parent i think you would have won that fight you didn't have to like do all this stuff and take care of your son and still train and do all this stuff so she she put her life on hold. She left her life in Japan and and moved to America to to help me out. So for that, you no, know, I respected her. I treated I treated her very well. Even after we got um, divorced, like legally separated, I still took her took care of everything. But as soon as I filed for divorce, it's like that's the worst thing I ever, I could have ever done to her. She forgot about all the good shit I did for her. Even all those years where, you know, I I paid for everything. She didn't even have to work. Mm -hmm. I don't Relationships, wow. man. it's tough. That's weird, huh? It's weird, huh? Yeah. And you still want to come to Japan? I still want to come to Japan, <laughs> but, I ain't, but I ain't married nothing though. I ain't married. <laughs> hey, I'll smash and dash. <laughs> Lessons learned. You know, you know what, man? There's a, I think there's a good. I always thought the the Asian girls were the best in the world, but you know, they they have their bad bad perks about them too. But I I don't know I ended up marrying New Zealand so maybe you gotta find something in New Zealand man. Oh yeah, they're good. Tell me about it. Yeah, oh, they're the best, man. Oh wow. And uh, of course she's right here, so I'm not saying it because she's right here, you know. <laughs> the, the gun. <laughs> yeah, you're the best. <laughs> so I want to ask about another relationship rampage, if that's okay. Um, I was always curious, right? You in pride. Did you have a relationship with Dana White bef like before the Chuck fight? And if you did, did it suddenly get worse after you knocked out Chuck? Oh, good question. I, I, yeah, I had no, I had no relationship with Dana White before the Chuck fight. You know, I've okay. seen him around because you know I was cool with Tito, yeah, and stuff. I've seen him, but no, I, I had no relationship with Dana White before. And did you ever feel like there was always that, like you would? You kind of knocked out his boy. Like, was there a bit of weirdness, like when you first sort of signed, or 
No, it, it wasn't. It wasn't that. It wasn't that. But I felt like pride betrayed me that day because um, when I fought Chuck Liddell, I had to fight Vanley Silva forty five minutes later, right? Mm-hmm. And and um, mm-hmm. Yukino, Yukino and Hideki, they and Sakibara son, they they had like a little meeting with me. They was like, uh, uh, we got Chuck Liddell coming over from the UFC. We want to show the world that pride has the best fighters. So we need you to fuck chuck up and i told him i told him like yeah i gotta fight chuck but then i gotta fight vanley silver because you know vanley silver gonna beat the guy that he beat it's gonna be me and vanley in, in the finals and i had a game plan with chuck that saved my energy for for vanley they was like they was like you do this for us we're gonna take care of you and i said so i told so i told them my game plan like an idiot i said all right i do this for you guys i'm gonna fuck chuck up i'm a, i'm a i'm a I'm gonna show the world that Pride has the best fighters, but when I fight Vanellay, it's not gonna be as, as it's not gonna be as a, a exciting fight. I'm gonna have to take him down and ground and pound and and ground him out with ground and pound. So I'm you know you know I'm gonna keep fighting. I'm gonna lay a prey. I'm I'm gonna ground and pound. And they're like, okay, do what you gotta do. So when I fought, I, I fucked up Chuck like I said when I and I was doing my game plan with Vanellay, took him down, ground and pound him, and I'm punching him. I'm staying action the whole time. They give me a yellow card and stand me up. Yeah, with, I remember. With that. only four seconds of no action. If mm-hmm. you if you go back and watch that fight, it's like four seconds. Four to four to six seconds, no longer than ten, of no action. And they stand me up. And I'm dead fucking tired. And they yeah. did they did cause they knew my fucking game plan. So they betrayed me. They wanted they wanted Vanley to win the tournament the whole goddamn time. Yeah. It, wow. I remember watching the stand up and it seems super like you you wouldn't see that in today, right? Like in no. today's MMA hour. So Yeah, they really they shady. betrayed they betrayed me. Uh um Pride did a lot of shit. They did a lot of fucked up shit to me. And sometimes the shit uh blew back in the face. One thing they did, they know I'm a fucking video gamer. And the first Pride video game, they didn't put me in there. And uh Shogun mm-hmm. was new to um Pride and I don't think him and I had fought yet. They put him in it. They put him in the game, and they didn't put me in the game. And they did that, Whoa. and they knew it would hurt me. You know, by this time I was a big star in Pride. Yeah. The second thing they did to me at the end of my contract, they they this is not the second thing. It was another thing they did. They they threw me in, into um, K one against Cyril Abedi, and they thought they yeah. were gonna knock me out. Yeah, yeah. It was like the end of this was my last fight of my contract. But what they did though, they paid they paid me. Uh, they paid me two hundred grand for that fight, right? That's the most money I ever made in price. Before that, I was making thirty-five grand, uh, forty grand a fight. They never paid me a lot of money, and they they paid me. They paid me. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The first fight they paid me a hundred grand. It's the rematch, they paid me two hundred grand, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and another thing they did to me with the whole Ricardo Arona, the reason why I power bombed him, mm-hmm. because um, when I fought Murillo Bustamante. Um, Ricardo Arona pulled out of the fight, and they didn't tell me, and I didn't know I didn't know I was fighting Murillo Bustamante until I got to Japan. Yeah. And in the Pride rules, if your fighter pull out, you're supposed to fight a lesser opponent, not somebody that's better. And Murillo Bustamante Jiu-Jitsu was, was was arguably better than uh, Ricardo Arona. It was a different Jiu-Jitsu. And, mm-hmm. and, yeah. And Bustamante, Bustamante, yeah. Just yeah. Except with he was like he was like the champion. Yeah. The only reason why he wasn't in Bustamante good. Yeah, he negotiated it for for more money, and they they just over and over they just did a lot of shit to me. They just kept 
it just kept doing a lot of shit to me and that left a bad taste in my mouth. So I, I ended up leaving. I, I, I left Pride. I left Pride. I didn't renew my contract and I left them right before they had that show in, in um, what, L.A. with mm. Dan Henderson for uh, Fedor. Yeah, Brandon Henderson fucked them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, wow. I left Pride. I, I said, you know what? I can't, I can't take this shit no more. We. Were you ever planning to go to the UFC? Because you went to um, was it World Fighting Alliance, and then they like UFC bought that promotion, right? Was UFC yeah. still on your radar, or no? Of... I I wanted to stay away from the UFC because Tito and I was training partner. We was kind of friends, and uh, and I knew if I went there, they were going to put me against Tito. And um, the UFC they bought uh, WFA just for my contract. Oh, shit. and when when they bought the the organization, I had to go to the UFC. So I yeah, was like, fuck it, I'm, I'm gonna make my, I'm gonna make my money, and then, good day, I made, I made the most money I ever made fighting in the UFC. I did, you know, but mm-hmm. um, I didn't make, I didn't make what I felt like I, I, I you know, I was old, but mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I made, I made a lot of money in the UFC. I made a lot of money on my first ever MMA bet, which I won, which was when you knocked out Chuck Liddell. And uh, oh, yeah. the UFC, so no one, no one, you were a big underdog in that fight, which is crazy. <laughs> I thought so, yeah, because uh, um, the UFC, the UFC, a lot of the UFC fans, they didn't, they didn't know about no. pride, like they was like casual fans, yeah. They didn't, they didn't, and and Chuck was on the terror, he was rematching there, all his losses, that was, and he was knocking people out. And I was like, so you, you know, didn't, so got, you didn't get a cut, you didn't get a cut of that big bet Dana had with Saka Kibata, huh? No, I got that had nothing to do with me. Mm. Shit! I heard there was like a million dollar bet on uh, who would win. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't get shit. I wow. got, I got betrayed. Fucking That's what man. I got. I got mm. betrayed. Yeah, I, no shit. I yeah, I was gonna win that tournament. I was gonna win that tournament. Can you imagine fighting Chuck Liddell and Van Lee Silver forty-five minutes apart? Yeah, that's no way, man. That's crazy. He was on the fucking planet at the time. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. And it's pretty interesting to hear. If I would have won that fight with Vanellay, I would have went down as the baddest motherfucker in the universe. And that's yeah, yeah that, that, that's that's what I wanted. I wanted to be known as the baddest motherfucker in, in the universe. But the third fight kind of raised a lot of memories, right? The third fight was nuts. The third time I fought him, yeah. See, this, this is the thing about Vanellay. I always knew that I could beat Vanellay, but the first two times I fought him. I didn't have a strong team. My sparring partners were like jujitsu guys. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have I didn't uh-huh. have like a, a a wheel horse of sparring partners, and I had like a young team, and, it, and they was like little guys. I had one heavyweight on the team, and he really didn't like sparring me. You know, it was it was just it was just unfortunate. I was like, it is like fuck it, it is what it is. You know, I've won I won fights with these sparring partners before. Like, not talking shit about my sparring partners, I love them, but they wasn't fighters. They were jujitsu guys. Different level. Mm-hmm. Hey, I have a question, Rampage. Are you gonna Are you gonna get into any boxing? You know, I hear you, you and uh, uh, that other guy going Shannon out. Of the are you gonna go into thriller? Are you gonna step in that? Are you going? Yeah, Shannon Briggs. That's right. Are you gonna go into yeah. that side? I mean, I'm interested. Are you gonna do that? Yeah, I, I've always wanted to have a boxing match before I got too old and retired. Shit, I'm 43 now, and um, me and Shannon was trying to um, promote our own boxing match. Would be like traditional boxing but Triller picked it up and they want us to do like the triad rules so um 
it's 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 talk now. It's nothing in writing yet, but it's talk now that uh, one of the guys from Trilla said they want us to fight May fourteenth. You got you guys are the first people hearing it right now on 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 live air. But um, it's, it's it's nothing signed yet, but that's when um, they said um, the fight going to be. And so I start I start training camp on January third. That's when I start training because you know I got a lot of weight to lose and it's been a long time. It's been two years since I fought. Hmm. Is, it, is it how long has COVID been around? Is it almost three years now? Yeah, it's about no, nearly it's two, two I years. Think. Yeah, two, two years, years in like yeah, yeah, be two be almost two years. years I think. Yeah, yeah two on, like on, February, on wasn't it? April, like, April's when Japan years. shut its borders that two years ago. Yeah, yeah, so coming so April would be about almost two years around, almost almost a little bit more two years. Yeah. So that wow, that, I'm looking that, forward to that though, man. I want to yeah, see you fight that. After that, I want to do. I do still want to do like a straight up traditional boxing fight with boxing gloves in a boxing ring before I get too old. Maybe I, you know, now that I'm 43, by the time that happens, I'll probably be 44. So I need to fight somebody older as well. I, I don't need to be fighting a young guy. Maybe hopefully I can fight somebody in their 40s as well. What about um, what about your MMA career? Right? Would it be? I I know you sort of had quite a sour experience with Pride, right? But I always felt like the best place to sort of end your career would be like one fight in Japan, maybe under like the Ryzen banner, big, you know, with that big stage, Lenny Hart giving you the introduction. Do you think that that would appeal with the, if, if Saki Kabara said, here's the money we owe you? <laughs> like, do you think uh, you get the deal done maybe? Yeah, if they, if they if they paid me good money, but I don't think Ryzen can, I don't think they can afford what I'm used to getting paid now, you know? Okay. You kind of get spoiled, right? Mm-hmm. Once you start making, you know, a certain type of money, you don't want to go backwards, but you know, after my last fight, shit, you know, <laughs> I don't know if they want to see me. You know, I got to right. prove myself again. I got to, you know, get back in shape and let everybody know that that last shit was, you know, it was health issues and it was a fucking fluke. So that's, that's think what I got to do. With Japanese fans, right? And Ensign, you you can attest to this, right? It seems like they they're not as sort of oh, looking at your last fight. They look at the whole career, right? There's a bit more, there's a bit more knowledge, a bit more looking back at the whole career rather than. You know, it seems like a lot of recent MMA fans. It's oh, who'd you lose to lately? Rather than, yeah, the, the, I, I'm gonna be honest. Japanese fans are my favorite fans. I've I've been honest about this before. Japanese fans and the Philippines are a close second, man. The Philippine fans they they love you. If you have any type of fame, and you go to the Philippines, and if you like being famous, go to the Philippines. If you like being famous, if you have if you have any type wow. of fame, if you if you like being famous, go to the Philippines. Oh my God, those fans, they're they're great. But the Japanese fans are number one. They give you gifts, and I love it. In Japan, you have groupies. <coughs> in in America, you don't get. Hey, no um, hey, you guys, you guys both froze up when you were talking about fighting in Japan again. But um, I know one of the big sponsors. In rising now, they do have a lot of money. For it? And if uh, if you text me, like what your what your figure would be, I can try and talk to him and ask him if they're interested because he he can make the call. I'm down over Sakakibara. Okay. Hey. Well, text hey. me later. Um, text me later hey. what you would want. Hey, I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this. Um, Shannon. Uh, wants to do an MMA fight. 
with me. Ooh. Really? We Whoa. could do that. We could do. We could do it in Japan if they. If they. Um, it would sell a lot in in uh, in America. They do a good pay per view. The only thing is the time frame, right? When they do it in Japan, but I think that would sell. I think. It, I think that would sell a lot if they make the fight like early in the day or something. Ooh, that'd be interesting. I'll go try. Um, I'll go try run some stuff by these guys and then see uh, if they they would be interested. I think they would be. Because they're trying to get Mayweather. They're trying to get my guy to fight Mayweather's bodyguard. And I mean, they're paying Mayweather money. They got to pay Mayweather a million dollars to corner. Right. So, you know, they, they if they feel it's uh, worthy, they, they'll put the money out. So, hey, hey I'm going to tell you this. I'll tell you this on air. If you get me a big money fight in Japan, I break bread with you. That's how I do it. Just to show love. That's how I show love. <laughs> I'll, I'll, do, I'll I'll try to see what I can do with that. Um, just I because just for the biggest reason for me, if anything, I think Rampage has to fight in Japan again. Rampage is huge in Japan. You're, I, I, I don't know it. if you know how huge you are in Japan. You're huge. I, I love it. I will fight there anytime. I fought. That's that's like that's the main reason why I didn't back out of the fight with Fedor, even though I knew I was unhealthy. And my my last fight before that was in the UFC against Ryan Bader. I had a um, knee injury, and I didn't I didn't pull out of the fight because I love fighting in front of Japan. I said, you know what, I take my chances because I've 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 won fights injured before. You just don't know. It's like yo yo yo, you know the the you know the odds go down in your favor, but you know what I'm saying you, you know anything can happen. And I, I love fighting in Japan. I, I miss the Japanese fans, and and they they have like a special place in my heart. And I think the Japanese fans know that. They give me a lot of energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I and, got and I gotta go. I gotta go. And now. if you're ever in Japan, you let me know, man. Oh yeah, most definitely. Um, I I always love to come come and visit. I got your phone number now, so I'm just I'm staying. We'll touch. be in touch. We'll be in touch about you fighting in Japan too. I'll be in touch with you. All right, sounds good. Thank God for Telegram. Uh, you know, I'm glad you're here. Yeah, no shit, huh? Yeah. Right on, man. All right, everybody. Yeah, Thanks for watching. watching.